Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Hour number two, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. Whitey, we got to get into the tough news surrounding James Wiseman. Uh, We'll we'll do that momentarily, but uh, why why don't we clean up a phone call here real quick? You good with that? I'm good with that. Let's go. All right, let's let's uh, let's get Austin and San Jose in here right at the top of the uh, 10 o'clock hour, hour number two. Uh, Sterling uh, telling me that uh, Austin wants to come down my road a little bit here. Austin, uh, what's going on, my man? How you doing? You're on 95.7 The Game. Good morning. I love you, man. I just wanted to challenge you a little bit. So you mentioned just a few minutes ago uh, Kaminga and Poole and kind of inconsistency, and I kind of picked that up with you. Uh, kind of weekly that you, you know, Kaminga, you seem to have a little bit of a question mark about his overall consistency, which I agree. But I think for the young guys, man, we, we're running, I think we're running ahead of schedule, way ahead of schedule. I mean, it's really not about them. It's about the three veterans or the veterans that have been around really not performing. You know, uh, you know, I know, I know that staff is hurt, but what about Draymond and, and Clay and, and Wiggins? I mean, it's up to them to pull these guys along and they're actually playing well beyond what they should be at this point. So, as far as I'm concerned, Kaminga in particular, I mean, man, he's he's a revelation in pool. Look where he came from in terms of where he was and not even being an NBA player and so on. And, man, I just think that that's the least of our problems is Kaminga and, and Poole. And so the other thing I wanted to say real quick, guys, is Weissman. I know you guys going to get into it, but I know that, uh, Whitey, I know you kind of walked softly around the whole thing with, you know, we're not saying this, we're not saying that. Well, let me let me just say I'm saying that, at number two, right now, it's fair for fans to say, look, the number two pick is not what we expected, okay? And we don't want to say bust and all that. I don't think that's the question. The question is, for me, it's, it's a miss. I would say let's just call it a miss at this point based on his draft position at number two. All right, guys, I'll keep listening. Thanks. Yep, appreciate it, Austin. Good stuff, a lot to get into. Let's uh... – as far as the young guys go, Whitey, and I think we agree, ahead of schedule, I agree with Austin wholeheartedly. I, I think Kaminga and Moody are ahead of schedule. I think you could even throw Jordan Poole in, in that as well. Uh, my only point about Poole is I, I think he's been tremendous these last, what, 11 or 12 games. But I think it like there have been games where, and you, you hit on it perfectly, he hasn't been as efficient as maybe the conversation coming off of the game. It's like, wow, Jordan Poole did that. And then you look, and it's like, well, he was 8-22 last night. Yeah, they need him to shoot a lot right now with Curry out. Look, the question about Poole is how is it going to function when Steph and Clay are back and together in the playoffs? 
I, I so I'm I'm not necessarily worried about pool knocking pool whatever like he he's fine I don't think he's been as spectacular as maybe the conversation has been like when we start oh you know budding star that kind of that kind of thing yeah maybe like we'll find out down the line I'm more in line with let's let's see how effective he is in the playoffs with everybody else because that's the most important thing as it pertains to him as far as like his contract situation and all that look I was the guy saying in in November that he was probably going to be an 80 million dollar player you know in terms of, a, of an extension that the Warriors were going to probably have to pay that there's ramifications there that's fine I agree with Austin on the on the big three and I know we can get into Wiseman as well so I'm saving that part but Look, the big three, how far this team goes in the playoffs, it's going to be determined by them. I think Kaminga, though, kind of gets caught in the same thing as, as Poole. He's he's tremendous, but I think we forget about the games like last night where he's not much of a factor. And there have been more games where he has been a factor, I think, the more that he's played. But there, it's not, it, it's not like he's a made dude in this league already. He's a young player that's got... You know, some spectacular ability that looks like he could be an unbelievable player in a couple of years uh, and, and somebody that maybe could wind up being a carrier in a couple of years. But right now it is kind of a he might be awesome or it might be a game like last night. Well, you know, the Warriors famously have bridges in their logo, so I'm going to try to build a bridge between what Austin said and what you said. And I don't think it's that hard to do as far as Kuminga goes. Uh, you and I agree, we've talked about it on the show, that the young players led by Kuminga are far ahead of schedule. I remember having conversations with you, you know, the day of the draft when we wondered, is are they going to get anything out of this guy at all this year? I remember earlier this year, we kind of talked about, hey, maybe by the time you get to the playoffs, maybe Kuminga is, is part of your rotation. I mean, probably not, but maybe. And here we are. So I think we all agree with, with Austin on that. He's well ahead of schedule, which is great. But as you pointed out, there are going to be nights when he's 19, like last night, where you put him in a different role and he struggles. It's just that it's a little troubling right now when you see that because these games are important, but it's understandable, and he's still ahead of schedule. As far as Poole goes, they're asking an awful lot of him right now. Poole's been very good. I'm with you. I'd like to see him be more efficient, but uh, I think he's been tremendous, which brings us to uh, the Wiseman situation back where I know you, you, you wanted to begin, and I know Austin addressed that. Just terrible, terrible news, but not that unexpected, right? The news we got yesterday, really not uh, disappointing, but I think we knew where this was probably headed, J.D. Yeah, and, and it just I, I think it's, it's unfair to call Wiseman a bust still, but I think it's more than fair to look at that pick now two seasons in and to say – uh-oh, because you've effectively gotten nothing out of the first two years. And that, and that, when you look at what LaMelo Ball has done, the pick after, like it's fair to start having those conversations. Now, I know the comparison, not in terms of maybe a player uh, that, that the Warriors would give you, but part of their career would be Embiid. Embiid basically missed the first two years of his career. And, and you know, look, he's gone on to be a, a terrific, terrific player. So Wiseman could still, and he's very young, you know, not even 21. I think he's 21 here at, at the end of the month th- this coming week. Uh, so if he can get healthy, you know, that's that's the part now. Like, to me, it's not even about ability that that, that is the scary part with Wiseman. It's the ability to stay healthy coming off of this coming off of this injury and, and the fact that he's going to wind up and the, and the Warriors – 
making the announcement and making it official yesterday, Whitey, uh, that he's going to be done for the season, uh, including the playoffs, and the Warriors saying that they're going to be patient and we're always set on being patient and keeping Wiseman's best interests in mind. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're betting on the future at this point, uh, but I think the health component to this is more, far more scary than, than the ability part of this. Yeah, big picture, as we all know. Uh, it's very, very unfortunate. And essentially next year, given his lack of activity this year and how little he played last year and the year before in college, he's basically going to be a rookie next year, uh, assuming health, which you're right. I mean, fingers crossed on that. Um, just looking at this year, it's very disappointing because they really needed what he could give them this year, even if it was just a little bit of size. I thought it was very interesting. Bob Myers was on with Willard and Dibbs this week, and they asked him about that. And Bob Myers, to my ear, what he said was, I understand why fans are upset. We're not perfect about everything. We thought Wiseman would be ready. Um, they really, he didn't say this, come out and say it, but I think it's pretty clear right now the Warriors, if they'd known this was going to be the case, they would have gone out and gotten somebody just so you have some size at the end of the bench. So here they are getting ready to face, presumably, possibly, I should say, uh, Jokic and DeMarcus Cousins in the first round or Carl Anthony Towns. It'd be nice to have some size. So not his fault, but it's very disappointing. I'm with you. I think you talked about this earlier. Steve Kerr was asked if they will add a big at this point. He said, I still feel really good about our roster and our situation at center with Draymond, Looney, Bielitsa. Kaminga can play small ball five, Otto as well. Yeah, they have lots of options to play small ball. They don't really, if they ever wanted to go big, they can't. They don't have that option available to them. So that, to me, is a really short-term disappointing thing about Wiseman. He was supposed to bring him that this year, and now he can, and it's too late for them to go out and address that. Yeah, and I know Steve Kerr saying he's still comfortable with the options, and you, you laid it out more specifically, uh, comfortable with the options they have in, in terms of bigs. But you look at it, and the 415 on the Comcast Business text line pointed this out during the first hour of the show – it also adds a lot more pressure now, not only on Kevon Looney, but it adds pressure on Draymond Green, who goes into the starting lineup as the five with Kaminga being inserted last night. And look, the Warriors got hit on the interior early in that one. Capella destroyed them early. And I, you know, mm-hmm. it was a big part of the reason why the, the Hawks were, were in the game, even though the Warriors were... Uh, 56 points in the paint last night for for Atlanta, and then they shot the three ball well. Also, in addition to that, making 14 threes. But but it was it was Capella, in in particular Capella early uh, that that was just a major major problem. And and so you know the Warriors are going to have to make teams pay in other ways. And I thought they did to a certain extent early in the game offensively. But it if Draymond's not fully healthy. It adds pressure to Draymond because he's the guy that's going to have to render a lot of these bigs ineffective. Looney's the stopgap, but Draymond's the guy that that, that really uh, has to, and we've seen him be a problem for Jokic. We've seen him be a problem for Towns. We've seen him eliminate Gobert. He's been able to do it, but he's going to have to play a lot of minutes in doing it with the way that this roster is, is composed now. 
They have to shoot well from the three-point line to compromise other teams' bigs. Draymond, in order to compromise other teams' size, you know, he has to be more than just a guy that stands at the point and doesn't shoot the ball. But let's go back to when they drafted Wiseman. Their centers at the time when they drafted Wiseman were Looney and Green, right? But they drafted Wiseman because they didn't have much size. So fast forward here. We're two seasons into it. They still don't have much size, and Wiseman has brought them Nothing. He's been hurt. I know. So that's just kind of frustrating, right? It's like, that's why you drafted the guy because you had this need. And I know you thought he'd be around this year to give you something, but now that's still an issue. So that's a little frustrating, JD, I think from a fan's perspective, I totally understand that. 888-957-9570. I know Connor Letourneau had the story uh, in the Chronicle. Uh, he wrote about the, the pending decision and with the Warriors uh, ruling him out for the season and the playoffs uh, yesterday, he wrote this before that had been announced. But the, the question and the issue remains the same here, Whitey. The Warriors, uh, by October the 31st, have to decide on Wiseman's fourth-year option. Uh, the option he's he's under contract for the for next season, the 22-23 season. But the decision by Halloween of this year. Uh, has to be made on whether to pick up his $12.1 million team option for the 2023-24 season, so so two seasons from now. uh, If they don't exercise that option, Wiseman becomes an unrestricted free agent uh, after next season. So so you got to pick that up to to keep his restricted status for the future year. You you almost have to bet a year ahead, uh, essentially, Mm -hmm. in this. And we saw the Warriors pick up his option, and it was a no-brainer last year in the fall, uh, six months ago or so, picked up that option, which kept him for next year. Boy, the $12.1 million, though, I mean, that's where, you know, he was the number two pick in the draft, right? Like, that's where it kind of <laughs> hits you because he's got that, that 12 point, you know, that twelve point one is number two pick in the draft kind of money for a player, you know, coming up in his third and fourth year. There's just a lot of organizational equity tied up with Wiseman because they did pick him second, as we know, and they don't want to admit that that was a mistake, and they don't – I'm not saying they think it is, but they don't want to admit that. So assuming that the doctors – their doctors are saying, look, this is fine. Who knows? They're swelling. Maybe there's some questions. I don't know. But if the doctors are saying, look, this is normal and he's going to be good to go, I would fully expect them to pick that up, J.D. Maybe you disagree, but I just think as an organization, the last thing they want to do is admit that, oh, yeah, well, it didn't work out. I think they're fully committed to um, helping Wiseman become the player that they believed he could be for his sake and for their sake. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer at this point. That, that you pick it up because yeah. you you want to keep the you want to keep the right to make the decision on him and and that's you know you, you need to have the means to 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 keep him and and with the other salaries that the Warriors have the only way you're going to be able to keep him is to keep him as restricted and to keep him you know, with his with his bird rights intact and all of those things again I'm talking about a couple of years down the line you have to to basically pay up front to have the ability to decide whether or not he's going to be in your future plans. I also think you know, keeping that salary slot allows you at some point down the line, and I'm not saying the Warriors are thinking about this now, but it allows you at some point down the line to, to trade him. Like You want him under contract for next year and the following year, 
and I don't think he has a lot of trade value right now until he proves that he can be healthy. So I don't think the Warriors should be looking to make that kind of move anyway at this point. But assuming he can be healthy and come back and start to be somewhat of a factor and look like he's you know, going to have a, the, the career that I think the Warriors believe he's going to have at that point under contract, if you decide you, you want to include him in a deal that maybe brings somebody back that could help you win a championship in the shorter term, uh, you know, you would have the ability to do that as opposed to him being an unrestricted free agent a year from now. It just complicates matters, I think, too much. I know the Warriors have a lot of money on the books and a lot mm-hmm. of decisions they have to make. But to me, to me, Whitey, it's a no-brainer that you pick up that option as much as it does add to luxury tax and maybe impact some of the other moves that have to be made from a financial standpoint. Totally agree with you. The only reason you'd even consider not doing that as if you're getting bad news on the medicals, and we have no reason to assume that that's part of the equation at all. So a little troubling that he's still having swelling, but otherwise I think they're, they're fully committed to him going forward. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. Would it be a no-brainer for you to pick up that option? Again, we're not talking about next season. He's under contract for next season, but it's the following year, Wiseman's fourth year. 2023-24 and uh, yeah just tough news with Wiseman being shut down although uh, as soon as he was ruled out from playing the Warriors game against San Antonio Sunday and then he was going to go to the G League and then he wasn't going to be in the G like from the moment the report broke from from Anthony Slater and then the Warriors confirmed that he in fact was being shut down I think at that, that was the moment for me that his season effectively ended and the Warriors uh, you know, saying that he's you know, going to be unable to do much, basically has to rest for the next couple of weeks. And so at that point, if he's going to ramp back up, he'd be ramping back up you know, during the playoffs, and it just doesn't make sense for the Warriors to bring him along. And, and you also want him to be as healthy as possible. There's no risk. There's no – you cannot risk wedging him into a playoff situation at the expense of uh, – something else happens and it winds up dramatically impacting the next season at this point. It's just not worth it. And and the other key component to this now too, Whitey, is, and this is the unfortunate part, and, and, and Wiseman's going to have to wear it. Fair or unfair, he's going to have to carry this weight of he's not going to have played in 18 months, and now he's going to be a player that, that essentially in two and a half years, almost three years, has barely played, right? The, the handful mm-hmm. of games from from, from – the college career and the games that he played in last year, he's going to have to carry the weight of, of that into this 22-23 season come October. It's funny because just a week ago we were wondering about, excuse me, about Wiseman. I know you and Steiny on the a week ago yesterday had been talking about, well, what's what's going on here? Is there a problem? Uh, well, why isn't he playing? If he's not playing against the Spurs, when he's when is he going to play? And then wasn't it later that day that we found out? Yeah, he's had some swelling. Um, so he's not going to play for a while. There's also this reason to be, if you're the Warriors, not only committed to him but excited about uh, the future with Wiseman, again, assuming health, because as we were just talking about after Austin uh, called us, you're so excited now about Kaminga coming along and Poole and your young players ahead of schedule. And, you know, if you the front office and you see Wiseman still as a big part of that going forward, one of the really pieces of good news about this year, no matter where this ends up, is you're trying to build this young core up while you're trying to win, and the young core part is working out pretty well. I mean, Moody's had his moments, so you still see Wiseman as a big part of that. 
And if there's an upside to the fact that next year he's going to start essentially as a rookie, I mean, it's terrible, it's unfortunate. If there's an upside, J.D., I think expectations will be a little lower. You know, last year's like, let's go, let's start him, number two pick. Next year it'll be more, hey, this guy hasn't played and he's still young. Let's see what he's got. So maybe the environment will be a little more user-friendly for him next year. Again, fingers crossed, assuming he gets back on the floor at some point. That said, there will be a considerable amount of pressure on him to actually start contributing next year. Yeah, and and I think the other thing that the Warriors are, are going to have to do is not make the same mistake that they made this year. And and as much as you're going to be counting on him and you're going to give him the full, uh, you know, the rest of the the regular season and playoffs essentially to get him healthy and then start having him ramp up. I think the hope would be that he could play in the summer league, which is still three and a half months away. You know, be healthy enough to play in the summer league, and 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 have that full off season in the system you know to to build toward next year i i think that's the hope uh, is, is that you're that you're able to to put him in in that kind of a position but they can't make the same mistake whitey that they made uh, last you know this last year with you know not having an insurance policy on the roster in terms of of another big no, that can clog no. space like i've i've been of the opinion and and i'm on the record as saying this you know they got caught but just just because they got caught uh, in in going with the Bielitsa, the stretch five type player, just because they got caught doesn't mean that like there had never been a point where I said, okay, you have to abort that and go find somebody, go get anybody, go go find you know pluck somebody off of some rock. Like to me, there there didn't need to be a panic, and the Warriors want to play smaller in the playoffs. You can't do that again, though. You you cannot do that again. You can't gamble again. Uh, next year, you have to have a Wiseman insurance policy, and you know Looney's going to be a free agent. I think the Warriors would love to keep him. You know Draymond's going to be another year older. They're going to have to do something as far as a stopgap big for next year uh, to to just have on the roster to to be able to contribute. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to me, it's been borderline roster malpractice. The fact that here we are with the playoffs approaching and they still have that gaping need, which again, you go back two years ago, that's why they drafted Wiseman in the first place. And I understand a lot of this was unforeseeable, but it's very unfortunate and I hope Steve Kerr is right, but uh, yeah, it kind of sends a shiver down my spine when he talks about how comfortable he is with the center position, and he mentions Bielitsa. Nothing against Bielitsa. Uh, he does some nice things, <laughs> but if he's part of your center equation going forward, J.D., I, I don't know. I'm not as comfortable with that as Coach Kerr is. Obviously, he knows his team better than I do. Yeah, and, and you look at you know, Bielitsa last night in the constant tinkering uh, among the rotation. He doesn't play. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, to Warriors fans, uh, it, you're happy about – I guess what I'm getting at is, as far as like, – Steve Kerr, and you know this, and I, Steve Kerr wouldn't hesitate to throw Bielitsa in a playoff game, in a, play, in right. a playoff series. I just think, you know, I mean, not a lot of minutes, but I think, you know, in the, with the right matchup, he'd, he'd throw him in there and let him, let him try to operate and be effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, I kind of like that guy, Okongwu. Uh, on the Hawks, and you know he's he doesn't have the upside of Wiseman, but he's First active. Round pick. Yeah, I know. I mean, the worst would have been better off with someone like that. At least he gives you something, and he's a good rebounder, and he doesn't shoot much. But they'd have been better with somebody. I'm sorry, I even said that, but I was just one of the things I think about as I watched the Hawks last night and watch Onyeka Okongwu. He's a he's a pretty good player, pretty good center for a smallish center. 
888-957-9570. We're halfway through here on a Saturday. More of your phone calls, more of your text messages. Uh, Warriors trying to, to cobble together these final eight games, figure out the playoff mix for uh, the postseason when they get Stephen Curry back. Uh, we'll keep the conversation rolling right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. We're halfway through here on a Saturday. Warriors This Week, a lot to uh, get into, and we've been doing it here for the last 90 minutes or so. The Warriors losing last night to the Hawks. They're back in action tomorrow in the nation's capital as they'll take on the Wizards and then the Grizzlies to follow second of a back-to-back before the Warriors return home. Eight games to go. Uh, Warriors losing last night. Hot start offensively. Hawks had a run to close the first half, and then uh, the Warriors just got got blitzed in that third quarter, 32-16. Made a run, uh, got it to within, what, five, uh, but the Hawks able to hold on, make enough plays down the stretch, and, and they win it. So the Warriors now have dropped four out of five, including three of the last four in the full games without Curry. We've been talking about the tough news, Whitey, with the regard to James Wiseman. And, look, it puts the Warriors in a tough spot. I know you had the, the quote from from Bob Myers uh, about, you know, not going and, and getting a big, and it, it, it seems uh, it, it's a big one right now. So let's, let's revisit that. Yeah, th- I, because I said it was uh... – roster malpractice <clears throat> excuse me the fact that they don't have a big i just wanted to address that in all fairness uh share what bob myers had to say about that he was on with willard and dibs and by the way you can hear the whole interview on 957thegame.com if you care to but this was what bob myers said about that some of this is something that you've been saying for quite a while jd quote there wasn't some great big man that was available we canvassed and looked around and tried to figure that out We're somewhat limited by tradable assets because we have four veterans making a good chunk of money and then Looney and then our rookie scale guys. We don't have a lot of tradable salary, which people listing may or may not care about, but salaries have to match in a trade. I would say there wasn't an obvious, here's a great big guy, let's go get him, end quote. But then he also says, 
if I'd known that Draymond would be back when he was or that James would suffer setbacks, who knows? Any team would say that. But at the time, thinking James is coming back, thinking Draymond's coming back a little bit earlier, probably fit into that a little bit. End quote. So to me, Bob Myers is saying there, we didn't have a lot of flexibility. We thought Draymond would be back sooner. We assumed Wiseman was going to address that need. If we'd known they were going to be out as long as they were, we would have gotten somebody, but we thought he'd be back. So here we are. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, and I know that there were a lot of a lot of you know Willie Cauley Stein go go get Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, it it wasn't a matter of just go go find anybody, but I I'm I'm with you on that, and I I, I don't think any of the names that have been thrown around lately uh, would would help. But I know there are a lot of people Whitey that think anybody would help, anyone would would help uh, at, at this point just as an insurance policy. Uh, and and the Warriors, you know, they they didn't do it, and now Wiseman's not coming back, and they're going to have to hope nothing happens to Looney, and that Draymond can can play effectively, and that they can go small, and and they're just going to have to work their way through it and be successful in in many other ways. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got a lot of phone calls. Uh, let, let's get to Will and Berkeley uh, on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Will. Hey guys, what's up? What's going on, Will? Um, I'm very confused because I'm looking at the lineup of this team, and I still see a very small, small team. And if you look at the trend of the league, a lot of these people are catching up to the Warriors. And so what is, what's going to be the solution if we don't have a big? I mean, for me, I see a lot of non-shooters as well. If you look at all these guys, they're not really putting in the points that we want them to. So what – what is the what's the game plan here? You don't have any any wings that can really shoot. You got maybe Clay who can come up. You've got maybe Otto Porter. I don't know where these points are coming from. Thanks for the call, Will. Here's what it boils down to, Whitey, for me, and I want to get your your thoughts on this, as as because I think this relates to a a, a playoff rotation. And, and it's going to come back to what I've, what I've said a lot, which is you're counting on Steph Curry to come back. You're, you're going to play Clay Thompson. You're going to play Wiggins. You're going to play Draymond. You know Jordan Poole's going to play. I think Otto Porter's going to play for sure. You're counting on having enough offense, I think, between those guys. Maybe Kaminga gives you a, a little bit. You know, Peyton's going to fill in the gaps uh, in terms of defense, and, and you're hoping you can get some games like the game he had last night where you don't run anything for him and he's able to score. And, and then Iguodala is going to help make everybody better and help things flow and that maybe defense can turn into offense as well. they got to get back to playing better defense. But I, I think they're hoping that they're getting a better version of Wiggins and an, a fit, more efficient version of Poole and, and Steph being Steph and Clay. Like I think they do feel they have enough offense, but it's got to be clicking, Whitey. Yeah, and they just, to, to Will's point, they have to make more shots, as you alluded to, with, with Wiggins. And it's going to be interesting to see once Curry comes back, as we discussed uh, early on here. I know we got to get to some calls. But that's one of the central questions going forward here. Assuming Curry comes back and he's healthy, all right, so are you going with a three-guard lineup, essentially moving Clay to the forward spot in order to get more offense so that you can then be in a better position to compromise teams that are bigger than you? We don't know the answer yet. Will, it's a great question. That's one of the things they're sorting out because they thought that they would at least have Wiseman available at this point. But it's back to Warrior basketball, which is you got to match up to us and our shooting. We don't have to worry about your size. That's the hope. Fingers crossed. 
Well, and the Warriors don't run an offense to, where they want big men and post players to score. Like, that's the other part. Like, there was no big man. I mean, there, there were big bodies available. If you just want a big body that can play a few minutes a game, like, there were bodies available that the Warriors could have gotten. I'm of the opinion that none of those guys, in line with Bob Myers, would have, would have really helped all mm-hmm. that much. Like, I think there are a lot of Warrior mm-hmm. fans that think, hey, you go get Willie Cauley-Stein or you go get Biombo or – or Robin Lopez, Omari Spellman. Or some, some, I've heard somebody somebody yeah. last week, and I was on mentioned Omari <laughs> Spellman. You you go get somebody like that, and I think they're like Warrior fans think, oh that that'd be five six wins like more than, than they've added, yeah. and and they're it just no, it wouldn't. We're talking about a few minutes in, in in some games, not every game, in some games to to help clog things up. There there was no big out there that was going to come in, and all of a sudden you're dumping it down to them in the post, and they're going to work to get buckets. The Warriors just don't play that way, and those players, a thousand percent, don't exist. They're counting on the play. The, the bottom line, this goes back to a caller earlier, Whitey. The Warriors are counting on their best players to play well. Just like any other team is, and they feel if their best players, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Poole now, Wiggins, th- those players are going are gonna to play well. They've got a shot at this thing, and then they're going to have to figure out who the other guys are going to be. Porter, I think, is a big part of that. We'll see what Kaminga and Moody can provide in the playoffs, uh, but it's going to be on Steve Kerr to pick, to pick the right units and the right groups uh, on, on given nights. Jay in the Bay. On 95.7, the game is up next here on the phone lines. Hey, Jay. What's up, guys? Hey, so um, just a question. Why didn't they go after uh, either of those guys, uh, Sabonis or uh, Turner from the Pacers? Uh, I, I like both of those guys would be kind of, I would think, kind of fit the, the piece to the puzzle. And then another guy who, like, it's my unpopular opinion I, I think ever since he came to the league, he would just be a fit because he's young, he's athletic, he can shoot a little bit too. Uh, Mo Bamba, if he would become available um, from there, I would love to see the Warriors pick him up on the offseason or somehow acquire him. Th- thanks for the call. I, look, I don't think Mo Bamba's going anywhere. I think Orlando likes Mo Bamba, mm-hmm. and he obviously hit a big three against the Warriors on, on Tuesday night. Uh, Turner got hurt right right as the the Pacers were, were looking at, at opportunities to trade him, and they found a deal that they liked for Sabonis. I mean, the, the – the Pacers got Tyrese Halliburton for Sabonis. Okay, they they, they got a guy that that maybe was the third or the fourth best player uh, out of that draft. Uh, you know, going back to to a year ago. Uh, if you're getting Sabonis or Turner for that matter, Whitey, you're talking about giving up Kaminga or Moody. I mean, that's just point blank. Like that would be like to me, the Pacers got Halliburton for Sabonis. They would have wanted Kaminga off the Warriors roster for a guy like Sabonis. It just wouldn't have been realistic to do something like that. Right, and there's more to it than that. That's 100% true. But as Bob Myers said, we don't have a lot of tradable salary, which people listening may or may not care about, but salaries have to match in a trade, in addition to what you just said. What's fascinating to me about the decision yesterday, Steve Kerr deciding, you know, Looney and Draymond, we can't have them starting together. You look at how many games they've started together, and maybe some of this is just a matter of, well, you don't have Curry right now when he's back. Maybe you you revisit that. But it's an acknowledgement to me that Draymond offensively is not even giving you what he used to give you. 
you know, he used to give you a little bit. Now he stands at the point and he runs the offense. He's not a threat to shoot at all, which makes it even more problematic to have those two guys on the floor at the same time. So to me, that's a part of this that maybe we, we're not talking about as much is, you know, Looney is, is, I think we discussed this earlier, Looney in some ways right now is more of a threat to score than Draymond Green. Mm. So maybe when Draymond is healthier, he gets back at least to where he used to be. But right now, I don't really have to guard either one of those guys. Yeah, it, it's funny. You look at, at, at Looney last night, four or five off the bench, and yeah. he, he was able to get a, a couple at the – you know, he gets a couple putbacks a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, he, you know, sometimes he'll wind up with the ball in his hands off, off a screen at the rim, and, and, and he'll struggle to finish. But he had, a, he had a couple last night where he finished. He even had a little pick-and-pop jumper that he, that he was very comfortable in taking, which I know is a big – a big part of of what you focus on is you gotta you gotta take the open shot if it's there. I know you're a big believer in that kind of basketball 101. Draymond doesn't always do that, and it can get the Warriors' offense for as great as he is a little bit hung up from time to time. Now there's also this last night assists, and they played basically the same amount of time. Draymond had three assists, and so did Kavon Looney. He had three assists in addition to his uh, four or five from the floor last night. So Draymond's just not helping you offensively, and I think that's part of this decision last night that we're maybe we're not talking about enough. Let's get Rich in Fremont on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rich. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I, I think really it, 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 what's going on with Golden State goes on with a lot of teams that are, you know, uh, proficient in their game over time you know there's an age-old proverb no one's born defeated all the time and i think in this sense that's what's happening with golden state and you know a couple years ago teams couldn't come in here and just do what they want with golden state but now they can and one of the reasons why is because they don't have a prolific you know a perennial defense to handle the perimeter you know they're allowing you know guys to get wide open shots um you know guys are not getting back and defending like they're supposed to and I think it just makes it just makes you know Golden State vulnerable, and that's what you're seeing. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call. I, I think some some good points there, Whitey. I'll we'll, we'll let you tackle that. I mean, they're trying to cobble it together for one more run, and you know, health and is a big part of that. And I think you know Steph's not what he was last year. Now, can he get it back for the playoffs? We'll see. Clay, he's shown flashes of being the old Clay. Last night was one of them. You know, can he do that any given night? Yes. Draymond, I think, you know, another part of it, you know, Draymond's starting to, I think part of his struggles as we discuss him are the fact that he's still trying to work his way back in. And here's the mm-hmm. other rat on the table, so to speak, with Draymond Whitey. He's just a different player when Curry's there versus when Curry's not. And, and I think that's, you know, those two complement each other so well. We talked about how, oh, you know, Draymond's back, and now Steph got rolling again offensively for the, the short period of time before Steph went down with the injury. It was like, wow, Steph looks like Steph again. You know, Draymond, Draymond doesn't look like the same player and, and at times doesn't look interested in being the same player when Curry isn't out there. Yeah, I, I think Rich hit on the key, and I know we've discussed this. They've, they've got to get more defensive traction. But as I discussed earlier, and I think it was in either in the Athletic or NBC Sports Bay Area, one of the coaches saying it's like a whack-a-mole situation right now. Every time we address one issue, it creates another one. For example, you look at the personnel, like Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II. 
you know, Gary Payton, the second you pointed it out. He offensively, he was, uh, let's see, six to seven last night, but he's more an opportunistic score, putbacks, things like that. You can't just give him the ball and, and expect him to create. If only you could combine the two, right? If only you had, you know, Jordan Payton pool, the second who was as good offensively as pool and as good defensively as a GP two. but that's just where they are right now. Um, until they're starting to play better defense though, they're just not a serious team, a serious threat to accomplish anything. Real quick, as far as the father time issue, I was on last week with Jason Dumas, and he asked me, can they win a championship uh, with their big three? And and I said, well, yeah, but that's assuming the health of Clay, who's still recovering from two catastrophic injuries, Curry, who is currently hurt, and Draymond, who right now is recovering from a back injury. So if those three guys are healthy and ready to go, yeah, but I mean, there's serious and, and legitimate questions about all three right now with the playoffs looming. Exactly. And and, and that gets back to, to earlier where as far as this team goes is going to be determined. Like we can talk about Poole and we can talk about Wiggins. Is, does Wiggins fit with Clay? And how do you get the, the same pool when, when everybody else is out there? And does he need to be in the starting lineup to maximize everybody's effectiveness? What is Kaminga going to give you? Uh, uh, like We can discuss all of that, who should be in the rotation, who should not. And Steve Kerr's going to have to figure that out. And, and I don't think he knows at this point with, with the playoffs, what, three weeks away now, three weeks from today, the, the playoffs are going to start. But the Warriors are only going to go as far in, in the in the grand scheme of things in the postseason as Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green take them. Other players will have to play well in addition to that, but those three are going to have to be the carriers. It's a lot like baseball, right? You know, teams if a team's struggling and and you know lineup isn't producing, you know fans and, and sometimes we in the media we go to the the six seven eight hitters and and you know what that that's fine. But a lot of times when everybody wants to tinker with the six, seven, eight hitters, the real answer is the fact that the two, three, four, five hitters are not coming through at the level they need to. Yeah, especially when the biggest games of the year arrive. And that is one bright spot. Steve Kerr said the silver lining last night. Uh, Clay, and I know we've talked about it, not only 37 points last night, but he played 40 minutes. So that's a really good sign out of that bad loss last night. 888 Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason here on ninety five seven. The game Warriors this week from the two hundred three on the Comcast Business text line. Whitey, uh, as good as Jordan Poole has been scoring, he's been extremely inefficient. The defense is frankly awful. Uh, the the idea we'd give up defense. Uh, talking about the Warriors in the front court to appease him when Curry is back is crazy. It, it's not totally to appease him. It's just it's to maximize what you're going to get out of him and not necessarily have to force him back to the bench where he struggled going from the starting lineup to the bench. At least there's been a few game gap where he struggled uh, in doing so. I, I think that's a very real question and debate because I think you know, Pool's Pool's great. When he's when he's on, but I think especially when the Warriors have other other players, if he's not on, you know, it, he's sort of found himself in a different conversation than he was earlier in the year. I think earlier in the year it was, hey, if he's on, he's going to play. If he's not on, he's not going to play. The Warriors have other options. It, it's almost grown to the point where he kind of has to play no matter what in the Warriors' eyes, and I think that's what's led to the three-guard lineup, which has been successful. I think that's what has led to some of these conversations about different starting lineups. And I think that is at the root of 
what Steve Kerr did last night, Whitey, in taking Looney out of the starting lineup. He put Kaminga in last night. He paired up Kaminga and Draymond. He paired up Porter and, and Looney. That was part of it, but I think the bigger part of it was showing a willingness to take Looney out of the starting lineup, and, and that, when everybody is healthy, Steph is back, may lead to Poole being in the starting lineup. Am I crazy to think that Looney should have been starting and Draymond should be coming off the bench? Is that short-sighted? Well, no. You're not. Yeah. Honestly, you're not. Although, again, the minutes restriction is not as much a part of it, although he only played 23 minutes last night. Right. I mean, that's the other right. oddity of last night's game. I mean, they did it that way in Orlando in the second half, and, and they played well. Look, Draymond's got to start. I mean, it's for the short term, you could play it that way. Uh, I, I think you're right. But I also think he wanted to get Kaminga a look with better players. Like, I think he, I think he wanted to get Kaminga. Like, how does Kaminga function – Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. Poole and Clay and Wiggins in particular, and I think more. How does Poole? How does Kaminga function with Clay and with Wiggins and Draymond? I think those 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 three is what he wanted to see. And look for the for one night, the answer was it didn't. He didn't really function. There are certain groups, just like everybody else, Whitey. There are certain groups Kaminga plays well with, and and that starting group wasn't one of them for whatever reason. Well, I think the texture, getting back to the text you just read, texture from the 203 makes a really cogent and important point with Jordan Poole. If you have Poole starting with Steph, you know, Steph has made great strides defensively, but let's be honest. And I remember, I seem to remember talking about this like way back early in the year. If Jordan Poole and Steph are your starting backcourt, it's tough to get, you know, a lot of defensive traction. Poole's just not a very good defender. And, I, you know, the Warriors like that he works really hard and he gets more physical and he boxes out. But you could see him. He got away with one last night, or I think it was maybe it was Trey Young. When he's getting beaten laterally, he just bumps into people. He runs up and bumps into them. And last night he got a charge out of that, but it was really a foul on him. Um, and I'm, I, he's just doing the best he can. He's just not a really good defender. So starting him, again, if they do decide to start him and it looks like it's trending that way because he's giving you so much offensively, then you create problems at the other end, and that's just where they are right now trying to figure this out. How about this? Okay, we gain here, but we lose something here, and it's a real conundrum for the staff right now. 888-957-9570, Comcast Business text line from the 415. Hi, guys. This team is... Ain't winning squat without a seven-footer or elite front-court scorer. This team won titles playing small ball because they had Kevin Durant, Zaza, and JaVale. This year's team has no players like those. The last four chips were won by Kawhi, uh, KD, AD, and Giannis, all elite front-court scorers. Your thoughts? I think there's something to that. I think the hope is that Wiggins, you know, he's not going to approach the level of those guys that you just mentioned, but I think there's a hope that if he can find his game again and get back to a level that we saw him in the first half of the year, that would address that issue. We talked already about how well he played in a couple of the games that they they played without Clay or Draymond or Steph. He had 27 in one of those games. I think there's something to that, and I think Wiggins is a big part of solving that problem. So fingers crossed that he's able to find his shot again, and even if he's getting fewer shots, as we discussed earlier, he's just got to be more efficient offensively as he was when he you know, played well enough to make an all-star team with the help of some uh, voters in Korea, certainly.
<laughs> yeah, he did. What? He did get I, a little bit yeah. of help. Yeah, a little bit. Well, sure, that, we all need okay. help. okay. Yeah. He yeah. he deserved to be. We we. I mean, we've hashed this out, right? He deserved yeah. to be an all star. Yeah, all star starter. Not so sure about that, but right. But what? And you know what? Good for him. Right. right. Good, good for him. It happens. It's an all star game for crying out loud. Uh, our, Joe and Vallejo, who also points out Hogan class of seventy eight, Whitey. Uh, nice. Joe Vallejo, uh, the the Warriors' problem on defense stems from the lack of rim protection and not being able to stop dribble penetration. I think it's more the dribble penetration at this point. Thus, opposing teams are, are attacking uh, for layups and open threes. I think that's how a guy like Capella gets going. The defense gets gets off kilter, and he's able to to find his spot to grab some offensive rebounds and also lobs. It's it's all connected. Uh, the rim protection's part of it, but I actually think, and I think you agree with me on this one. It, the the dribble penetration has been a bigger bigger problem than even the rim protection. Yeah, I think so, and I think the Warriors are aware of that, and so they're overcompensating. Guys are overhelping, leaving guys in the corner because the mindset is, you know, so and so is going to get beat, so I got to be ready to help. The interesting thing about the rim protection. Um, when I was in for Damon a couple weeks ago, we had Coach Kerr on. Uh, you know, they have him on. They just had a really good interview with him this week. But Coach Kerr talked about Draymond as a rim protector and how Draymond's a great rim protector. We tend to think of rim protectors as guys up there like a hockey goalie, you know, swatting shots away. Draymond doesn't give you that, but he can be a really good rim protector. Just physically right now, he's not capable of doing that. So, again, hopefully that's something that will improve as he gets healthier. As far as the perimeter defense, I, I hope it improves. I'm not sure how it will, but it's vitally important going forward for the Warriors' chances. 888-957-9570. Final hour coming up. Uh, the Warriors find themselves in a little bit of a conundrum as far as the future roster. Jordan Poole's emergence is, is a part of this. James Wiseman's injury a part of this. And what to do with Andrew Wiggins as well. We'll get into the big picture, how this season ends will define, I think, a lot of it. Uh, more phone calls and text messages. It's all coming up here, Warriors, this week. Final hour straight ahead on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.